0: Okay, my mic is working. Donna's mic is working. Hello. Oh fuck! Gary's mic is working. Yeah, sorry about that.
1: Totally didn't mean to do that. Welcome to. The skeptic wire. <coughs> <laughs> we're, we're 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 tuning up now. And so is Harpo, apparently. Hello! 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 It is episode 178 of The Skeptic Wire for the 24th of November 2014, or at least that's when we're recording it. Who knows when it's going to come out? Uh, I'm your host, Caroline, and with me this week are Greg Perrine. Hello! And Dennis Wofford. Hello! And are we actually recording? Yes. (laughs) Yes,
0: <laughs> we are actually recording, and all the mics are on.
2: Are we sure? Are we certain?
0: Well, all the ones that are usually on. We usually have Gary's mic off anyway.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, they, they always put me in post. They actually have a voice uh, voice actor come in and, and do me. He's all yeah, he comes in and does you? Yeah, yeah, does my voice? It's not what you said. It was implied. Sounds like a logical fallacy. It was implied. We'll get to that later.
0: We actually have Harpo
1: come in and loop all your lines. Was it, was it, was oh, it implied
2: oh, oh. or was it inferred? It was implied. Because I inferred it. Or didn't infer it.
1: Yeah, but see, fur is murder.
2: Exactly. <laughs> Which is why I only wear cotton.
1: I hate it when mommy and daddy fight. <laughs> you should have seen us when she wore mixed fabric. <laughs> Well,
0: we know she doesn't eat shellfish. So.
2: I got that one covered.
0: Nope, nope, not gonna go there. Okay.
1: Nope. Um. So, how's everybody's almost week been? Awesome. <laughs> really? I got a new baby.
2: You you adopted a baby from China?
1: No, no. Is that is that the uh, the thing from from uh, Mystery Science Theater Two Thousand over there? No. (laughs) I don't know what you're pointing to. It looks like a 50s vacuum. No,
0: that's a Dyson vacuum. And that is not my new baby. I I got a a Mandocello,
1: so I'm very happy. So you got the thing from the Fifth Element.
0: No, not the Multipass. Mandocello.
1: Mandocello, yeah. (laughs) The Mandocellians allowed them to come through the port. Never mind, okay. (laughs) Cool. And is it everything that you wanted it to be? Yes. It's
0: sweet and low and molasses-y sounding and awesome.
1: Cold molasses or warm molasses? Um,
0: Warm because it's smooth.
1: Okay. I have nothing to say. I I Honestly, can you bring it out so we can at least uh, have a look at it? I will at the end of the show. Okay. Zip. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Donna?
2: Not really doing much of anything right now. Getting ready for Thanksgiving that... Oh, so great American holiday that we will be discussing later in the podcast
1: because
2: (laughs) let's put it this way. It's either argue with my family or drink. So
1: (laughs) sometimes it's both. And oftentimes the arguments start because of the drinking. (laughs)
2: We've got Teacher Mike's family coming, and I'm just going to leave it at that.
0: <laughs> Folks, we cut out a whole bunch in there where she that was made it easy <laughs> <for Greg. laughs> really going into detail on this horrible, horrible people. but
2: They're not horrible. <laughs> They're just country. And by country, I mean redneck. And, the, and yep. is
1: Mike a little bit rock and roll? <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. When you meet his family, you can tell that he was adopted. That's all. It is painfully obvious.
0: As opposed to some of us who wish we were adopted.
1: (laughs) Certainly after some of the arguments you may have. Yes.
2: Over turkey dinner.
1: Ah, yes. So I I spent all weekend uh, working with my uh, 64-bit Windows system, uh, upgrading to uh, uh, Service Pack 1 for Windows 7. It was... um, Fun? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I reinstalled Windows, and then I had to do Gary, it. we're sponsored
3: by Windows this week.
1: Oh, okay. So I installed Windows. It was awesome because it, it totally <laughs> imported all of everything that I needed. So the new version of Windows worked flawlessly, with the exception of the 168 Surface Packs that I had to download. <laughs> So and they, and if they didn't they didn't fix it so that you can just install all one hundred and sixty eight of them at the same time as one big patch right. So I had to install it in groups of like ten or twelve, basically thirty thirty megabytes at a time. And it was so I got done yesterday uh, at so about eleven thirty. <laughs>
2: what you're saying is is that you had plenty of time to clean your house. Catch up on your reading.
1: I, did, I well, I didn't do any reading, but what I did do all during the day yesterday, anyway, uh, is I installed some new light fixtures.
2: I so, might need you to come over to my house because uh, I've got yeah. to do some of that too. <laughs>
0: oh, he's okay. all
1: handy and shit. And I and am ladies. All. He's single,
0: <laughs> as far it's, as we know.
1: Yeah, it, it, he said well, handy, not. This-
2: about jumping over a broom in Tahiti And there and he was some of did go to Louisiana sort of for a while
0: So that might
1: have been a honeymoon What?
0: Honeymoon You know, ah. the trip
1: you take after a wedding No, I got that But oh, I didn't okay. hear what happened before you said honeymoon Some rum punch?
2: No, I said rum punch
1: I got punched? What?
0: You went to Louisiana
1: <laughs> Oh, That yeah. was your honeymoon Sure Sure And the volcano There was a volcano involved Somehow
0: an In inverse volcano, that sinkhole thing we we're yeah. talking about, but
1: <laughs> exactly, yes. And I'd like to point out, he said "handy," not "handsy." Yes, although yes. I probably am that too. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't know. So.
0: All right, let's just leave that alone appropriately.
1: Okay, uh, do we have a quizzy-type thing? We have a quizzy-type <laughs> thing this week. I was told there would be quizzy-type things.
0: <laughs> yes. And uh, because this was a short prep week for us, because we're recording on a Monday, right after we recorded on a Wednesday, I'm just going to go with an old favorite, end of birthday! Yay. Yay! Whose
1: birthday is it? It's Galileo's. No.
0: This person was born uh, November 25th. What? Wait a minute, hold on
1: <laughs> That can't Shit. possibly be right
0: <laughs> I thought I clicked on November 24th For the birthday day
1: Alright, fuck it,
0: we're doing someone born tomorrow November 25th okay,
1: gracious! How, how, how will we possible, possibly fix this?
0: This person was born November 25th, 1960 It's a female And An um, uh, 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 entertainer Let's go with that As, as uh, a clue
2: well, I'm not uh, there What sort of entertainer? Yet.
0: A singer.
1: Okay, singer-songwriter or just a singer?
0: Yes, to both.
1: Uh, is she a wooey or a skeptic one?
0: I'd say on the wooey side.
1: Okay. Um, uh, has apparently done
0: <laughs> some acting. Um, Barbra dang- Streisand.
1: <laughs> okay, no. she is far before 60.
0: Not dangerously wooey, but promotes what we would consider Louie. Uh, we? uh
1: no. Neil pa- Gaiman's. No.
2: Hold on. Hold on. Christian?
0: Yes.
1: Amy Grant.
2: Really? I was getting there. <laughs> Fuck you. I had it first.
1: <laughs> That's the only Christian female I know. <laughs>
0: Gary technically takes that one with a huge assist from Donna.
2: <laughs> I guess <laughs> <It's> high fives.
0: <laughs> she has been described as the queen of Christian pop. She has won about six Grammys and been nominated a lot more than that. Uh, lots of gospel music association awards, that sort of thing. Um, one of the first Christian albums to go, I think platinum, something like that. She... Uh, Something like Produced that. her first album her last year of high school or in her very late teens, that sort of thing. And has been um, I pretty blame much... I my
1: parents for not having done that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> pretty much consistent in the Christian music milieu pretty much ever since. Good word. Um, hi, uh, does a lot of, I, re- I remember first hearing of her because she collaborates a lot with one of the other very famous Christian musicians, Michael W. Smith.
1: Good very old MW.
0: Very syrupy, sweet Christian music that's all about how nice things are, and not exactly hellfire and damnation kind of Christian it's music. It's not
1: really all. It's not, and it's also not overtly, you know, God, 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 God. Yeah, uh, it is. It's, it's, imp- yeah. it's implied or inferred. <laughs> yeah, and that's what they're talking about. Whereas some a lot of the the newer ones are pretty much. I've got blood on my
3: hands and it's Jesus's or something like that.
1: <laughs>
0: or or it's like that South Park episode where you basically take a love song and insert Jesus instead of baby, right. and there you go. And it's like I'm Say gonna get down to on Jesus. my knees for you, Jesus.
1: Exactly.
0: Take you in my mouth there, Jesus, or what anyway. <laughs> oh,
3: well
1: gluten-free Jesus. <laughs> For the Catholics out there. Wow. That's, that's, that's gotta (laughs) be a song title somewhere. That's our next shirt. We have gluten-free Jesus. Jesus. But they do. They have, the the wafers are now gluten-free in certain portions of the world. For all of those with celiac disease who happen to be Roman Catholics Mm -hmm. or Lutherans or any other of those stupid little wafer eating things. (laughs) Churches.
0: Way to sum up,
1: like, billions of people into the, the wafer-eating people. <laughs> well, I did sum up the Catholic Church as uh, going irrelevant 140 characters at a time. No,
0: no. <laughs> There's that. But yeah, Amy Grant, born in uh, 1960, on tomorrow. On and tomorrow.
1: <laughs>
3: uh, today, on tomorrow.
0: Sworn I, <laughs> I could have sworn I, quit, I clicked on November 24th, but apparently I didn't. But there's probably plenty of other people born today and tomorrow and the next day, and um, it's it's uh, it's it's not like um, like oh, after like there's some big disaster like um, uh, an earthquake or you mean
1: like Amy Grant's last album. <laughs> I have no idea. I have that's no true. idea
0: either. Or um, <laughs> oh, years ago when the Northeast had a big blackout and all of New York City went out. And then, like, nine months later, there are a bunch of babies born or something like that?
1: Oh, yeah, because of the, uh, uh because of the, f- the, uh, The
0: fuck it, we got nothing else to do syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more of the cause of the, uh. I think you
2: actually reverse that. We have nothing else to do, so fuck it.
0: Yeah. No. <laughs> it, it works both ways, yes. But also, like, the, the Transformers got overloaded and the system didn't.
1: Yeah, it was it was a uh, as a domino effect yes, because exactly. it wasn't it didn't set accommodate up the
0: changes quick enough that sort of thing. It's true. Um but um true fact. So it it may be that I don't know why I was trying to use that as a transition but um apparently
1: are you talking about 3 to 6 days of darkness coming yeah, up? I was
0: I was trying to get onto that somehow but I didn't know how I was going to really that was really trying to shoehorn disaster babies being born and how I was going to get back onto that. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> But anyway, so a couple of weeks ago, I saw someone post an article on Facebook about how there was going to be, I think at the time what was posted was three days of total darkness in December.
1: Coming up soon. Yes. Um,
2: 37 minutes. That's my bet. (laughs) 37 minutes of darkness. That's all we need.
1: 37 minutes of darkness. Oh, dear. It'll be terrifying to all those people who are caught in this darkness. (laughs) It'll be the worst thing that ever happened to them. What will they do?
0: I have no idea what Gary's channeling, but um, (laughs) basically this was not a movie announcement or anything like that. It was an article saying that NASA was announcing that in December there's going to be these three days of darkness
1: It'll be okay, but just so you know, this really big thing is going to happen. And why would this happen, this three-day – how how possibly could this happen? Like, does Cause, the earth cause, stop? Because I know the earth stopped, and they say that the sun was in the in the sky for 24 hours or two days or something like that. Is that like Joshua and the yeah. thing in the Bible? Well, they don't – they never mentioned that the other side then had to have been in darkness. No. Yes. Well, But they it, but it but was a flat rem- world. Rem- so. Yeah,
2: it's – that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Remember, at <laughs> this time, we, the world was like a pizza. Yeah. And so... <laughs>
1: well, so, if so so the elephants and the... Day the, of, <laughs> of
0: daylight would have been true, then it also would have been... there. Then there would have been some record on the other side of the world of this miraculous event 2,000
1: years ago of a day of darkness. A <laughs> day of darkness. Yeah, but that's the B-side. No one ever listens to the B-side. <laughs> <laughs> of the planet. Of the planet. All right. Australia, <laughs> South America... <laughs> Antarctica, you know. Well,
0: as Gary has thankfully proven, um, pretty I, much... I'm ignorant? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. The, the the first reaction I had when I first saw this article was, really? <laughs> Three days of complete darkness, and the, the first I'm hearing about this is on some dinky little Facebook article posting? Well,
1: they don't want you to know. They, but the giant ants.
0: But they, it was uh, announced in scare quotes, by NASA. So, I mean, okay, it was pretty easy to debunk this for myself and to (laughs) basically... You you
2: mean that you you listen to the scientists that say that the Earth spins on its axis?
1: You You have no proof that the sun is going to rise tomorrow. Technically true, but
0: logically false. <laughs> anyway, we'll get into that <laughs> some other time. <laughs> but in this case, it wasn't three days of darkness because the world stopped spinning. It was according to this article that everything was pointing to over at Hustlers.com. Huzzlers, Hustlers. H-U-Z-L-E-R-S. It sounds like a
1: trustworthy yeah. site.
0: <laughs> according to this, NASA... It's,
2: it's trustworthy in that their science experts
1: are naked. Yay! That's what I <laughs> well, I would trust a news source like that.
0: Yes. And what they said was that, quote, there were... Without, uh, I'm trying to decide where to... <laughs> Quo- <how> to
1: um. <laughs> what? Yeah. Totally. Three Days of Darkness. Yeah. What um. they...
0: S- <laughs> I was trying to figure out where to start <laughs> quoting, and I got fucked how about, up in How my about head. where
1: they started speaking?
0: What they were... <laughs> I need something to throw at you I need a supply of things to throw at you what the article said was that quote during these three days without sunlight due to a solar storm which will cause dust and space debris to become plentiful and thus block 90% of sunlight so apparently it's not that the world is going to stop spinning it's that the sun is going to belch up so debris. much material and debris that it's going to block its own light from reaching the the Earth.
1: Someone had a really bad night, uh, night one night. flu or too much drinking, or, or some both. Them, or both could could be both. So <sighs>
2: it is cold and flu season.
1: That's right.
0: You start reading that, <laughs> Get back to and and course. again, the response is
1: really <laughs> because it, it could happen. Well,
0: I mean, granted, I I don't know as much about astrophysics as I probably should, but I would think that if the sun emitted so much material in order to block out its light in the big radius around the sun, there would be no more sun left because all that stuff would be coming out of the sun to block its light.
1: Yeah, (laughs) well, if, if if you break it down... Okay, the sun is what? A million Earths? Something sure. Like yeah. That. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's put it this way. Gravity <laughs> decreases with the square of the distance, right? Exactly. <laughs> so this dust cloud comes out. It would have to pump so
0: much dust out that it would okay. keep filling in that ever-increasing radius yeah.
1: of space. Of where we could see.
0: Yes. So it would be sun. this dust cloud between us and the sun that the solar winds would not be pushing away as fast as they do
1: well if, yeah well it'd be, it'd be pushing away towards us, but then have to keep on filling up yes exactly. uh, that space, and of course it 's light, and they 're very, very small. I mean photons are like smaller, you may think it's it's small when you drop like a a small screw like from from your glasses or whatever, mm. or uh, as I did this weekend uh, you know from <laughs> from the, the screws that they're holding stuff into walls and stuff, but let me tell you, photons are really small, yes and and think of just
0: a cloudy day there's still plenty of sunlight getting through it's not blocking 90% of the sunlight exactly so that's a big uh, and then the I, article. have been in pretty pretty dark storms though it it could yeah. be but that's like really kind of severe it's very local and very local <laughs> yes and and, and 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 a small amount of area of cloudage not vast inter well is it it's not interstellar it's interstellar I guess, space uh, between us and the, and the, the one uh, astronomical unit between us and the sun. So that's a little crazy. And then the article goes on to say that, um, because this is a product, this is a product of a solar storm, quote, the largest in the last 250 years. (laughs) As if, if 250 years ago, three days of darkness would not have been remembered. And, and, Two hundred, three hundred years before that.
1: Well, they—they—I've they, they, never they, they heard have of anything They the year like with this. no summer.
0: It's, 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 it's on the face of it. Uh, yeah, it's—it's it's at a high school level of science, which in some ways that's what I have. I've—I've I've kind of tried to fill in my gaps, uh, going on from there. But I have a very basic understanding of science, and even that, like I've been saying, most of my response is really. <laughs> And then just staying on the that's article. a
1: lot of blockage. I mean, that's like yeah. This is like no. this is like an entire uh, in lower and never never mine.
0: You were going for some kind of petobismal kind of. thing. I was okay. I was going. I with think the that's stuff best avoided. Thing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then um, the last thing about the article itself that was kind of like huh okay um apparently quote unquote reporters interviewed a few people. That's how it was phrased. A few people, (laughs) some people
2: he dragged off the street. The
0: writing, well, the writing of this is very suspect in how it comes together. But also, the person who they chose to quote was a person that they're naming as Michael Hearn's, and this person supposedly responded, "We gonna be purging my nigga. Six days of darkness means six days of turning up the fam." Whatever that means.
1: Well, first of all, um, I think traditionally you would not say that in the Southern accent. (laughs) But you might do it in a stereotypically black accent. Which is what I was not going to do.
0: (laughs) So just – and it's just like really that's – I mean there are a lot of times where news agencies quote as ignorant a person as they can find to make kind of a jaywalking point of, wow, people are stupid. But – the. The article is, oh, well, NASA made this announcement and NASA is saying, you know, don't worry. There won't be any major problems. We've got plenty of electric light. It'll only be a couple days. So it's it's this weird combination of panic. The world is going dark for three days, but don't panic because we'll be fine. But it's weird. The original version of this was three days and then somehow it became six days.
1: I thought the original version was six days and then recently became three days.
0: Well, that's the thing. So, <laughs> so in my, I'm I'm trying to in the timeline of my progress of figuring this thing out, which as you can tell by now is total bullshit. So first I I, I was like really,
1: well, I never <laughs> would have guessed three days,
0: three days I can see, see.
1: Six, six days, days. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes That's exactly.
0: Ridiculous. So the first step was looking at the headline and saying really three or six days of darkness. And no one else is reporting about this. And then reading the article and its claims not making basic scientific sense, but also just being poorly written. But that may just be because this is some, like, know-nothing blogger. Who knows? But step step three was, okay, this website, one, does it have an about section? And two, what other articles are posted out there? And... This is when you can tell pretty co- clearly that their about section says a combination of real shocking news and satirical entertainment to keep its visitors in a state of disbelief.
2: <laughs> Enough said. And right there.
1: Pause. In other words, they're basically full of shit. Yes.
0: In in looking at this website, I also, what other stories do they have going right now? And uh, there are some things like. Iggy Azalea reveals she was actually
1: born a male named Cody
2: <laughs> Dad, I actually wouldn't find that surprising
1: um but. if you aren't familiar Mariah who Iggy Carey Azalea says is me? if you're not familiar with who Iggy Azalea is, she's the female rapper from down under
0: yeah okay
1: <laughs> who does who does uh, hardcore like gangster type rap, yeah, um, and apparently just won a Grammy or some sort of award. American Music Awards. American Music Awards. Breaking news, Chipotle
0: exposed for using dog and cat meat meat and food. Uh,
2: That honestly wouldn't surprise me either.
0: (laughs) Trojan Condoms and Odell Beckham Jr. reach sponsorship agreement, will be featured on Trojan Condom Wrappers. It's it's not quite as obviously satire as, say, The Onion or something like that, but a lot of it is poor taste satire like what they have recently which is raven simone files molestation charges against bill cosby
1: yeah oh, yeah
0: where we all know in the news there's a lot of stuff coming out about bill cosby and his behavior but this is just jumping on that bandwagon and and, and going a she bit has far. not made any of these accusations well not
1: only that but
2: well when, when, she was when questioned and she was a child at the time and that was her statement was yeah how fucking dare you? I was a kid, you know. Yeah. Basically, that was uh, Raven Simone's mm-hmm. whole comment about
1: about the whole thing. Yeah, about so, the issue.
0: It's it's a crappy website. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even good satire. Like even even websites that are not The Onion, some of them have funny satire. Yeah, this is not one of them. <laughs> and then you and then you know the 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 next you're, the dominoes fall really quickly from there you see the the about page you see what other articles are on there but at
1: least they're up front about it i mean on their about cuz some some of them yeah.
0: some of them hide it really well
1: yeah cuz the uh, what's the one that they they do satire of real news stories, and they they mix the two. And you can click on something. Yeah, uh,
2: it's not Daily Current. It's not.
1: It's yeah. You know, is it Lapine? No, I don't
2: no. think it's Lapine.
1: No, it's like the Daily Current.
0: Basically. Well, well, Donna looks that up. The next thing I did was I I went and looked at Snopes, and that's another big kind of bullet in our arsenal when we get True. this kind of However, crap. However,
1: they admit that they've put some fake ones up there. Yeah. Because they expect everybody to think critically. But I don't think they've they've done it on big stuff. I think they've made up their own articles.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But in in this case, they do quote that a lot of this may come back from 2012 when the whole Mayan apocalypse thing was happening. Uh, Because back then, some of the articles (laughs) that were going around about three days – this is – basically, back in 2012, it was only about three days of darkness. And sometimes it was 23rd through 25th. Sometimes it was – Twenty first through twenty third. Um, sometimes it was about a. If only the scientists could get it right. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, because yeah, Harold Camping wasn't bad enough. Now we have <laughs> scientists doing this. Stuff. But there' a lot of wooey stuff talking about uh, changes in the 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 alignment of the universe and that the Earth uh, would go from its current third dimension to the zero dimension and then shift to a fourth dimension. And that
1: makes. Uh, no yeah. sense at all.
0: Complete jargon, but at the same time, that's saying, "Don't worry, for if you're prepared, nobody's going to die." But you should pray a lot because, uh, uh,
1: because because yeah. reasons.
0: Because reasons, yes. <laughs> and then others were talking about this is what the Mayan calendar we're talking about, and this happens every 11 million years. So it seems like this hustler article took elements of some of that of the three days of darkness thing and. Some of these articles would refer to, well, NASA has videos about how you should be prepared in an incident, whether it's a hurricane or a zombie apocalypse. Some of them are kind of tongue-in-cheek. Some of them are, you know, how to be careful, that sort of thing. And um, reconstructed into this website just for clickbait.
1: Yeah, and that's generally what most satirical articles – and I use satirical in scare quotes – But interestingly, uh, it it reminded me of a a story, a book by uh, Isaac Asimov and Robert Silverberg called Nightfall. Oh, okay. Which uh, is based on a planet that is surrounded by six stars. Uh, Three stars, a main one, and two smaller ones, and then like two binary stars. And so they're basically born in light. And every 2,000 and something years, 69, 2,069 years, something like that, uh, there's an eclipse. So all of the stars get around to one side of the planet. And then the one moon, which has a weird orbit anyway, goes between and actually eclipses the sun. And so that portion of the uh, the world is in the darkness. And so people freak out because it lasts a couple of hours. And they're not – even though they sleep, they're basically humanoid, I guess. And they sleep, but they always have like a nightlight on or whatever. And so when the light goes out, they see the stars. And it drives people mad and they start Mm -hmm. setting fires and they have – you know. and so It's
0: it's also like the uh, plot to – is it uh, Life, the Universe, and Everything where there's that one planet that's isolated from the rest of the universe. And they come outside of their cloud because they have this spaceship. And realize the rest of the universe is there and they go mad saying, yep,
1: it's got to go. Yep, exactly. And that's, that's effectively what happens. Uh, Does,
0: despite the fact that when we have eclipses on Earth, usually what we get is, you know, birds singing in the daytime when they would usually sing at night. Yeah. But, Animals don't exactly go crazy. <laughs> but, no, yeah. they, there's, there's weird Depends things that how happen. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and of course, I mean, the Harbingers of Doom, the whole thing, but... Uh, shit, who was it that predicted the eclipse and was thought a God to some native folk, but whatever.
2: Well, that's the story behind um, Connecticut Yankee and King Arthur's Court.
1: Yeah, but there was an actual scientist who predicted it and just, I forget why. Doesn't matter, you know, <laughs> this story goes nowhere. Cut it out.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the importance behind all of this, this was you're going to see your friend's Not just this time of year, like the holidays or whatever, but post-bullshit. One of the best skeptical activisms you can do is just simply write, Satire, enter. (laughs) (laughs) And usually you'll get, oh crap, I don't believe I was fooled, and object lesson, and skepticism, yay!
2: (laughs) And always be sure, whenever you're posting from a place that you don't recognize... Check the about page. Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. If they have one, because some...
2: Yeah, some of they them They
1: make it difficult to but, find.
2: But in general, the, how shall we say, the reputable satire sites, such as Newslow, such as Daily Current, the such Onion. as Lapine Onion, mm-hmm. will say, this is a satire site, this is for <laughs> humor purposes only.
0: You should be able to figure it out most of the time, but yeah. Yeah,
1: just like uh, astrology sites for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> Oddly, I thought they were a science.
0: No, it's a primitive belief system.
1: <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of,
0: thank you. That was a transition, Gary.
1: Well, I didn't even see that one coming. coming. That's what she said. Ooh. Not going
2: there. Silence. Silence.
1: Lovely ceiling you have here.
2: (laughs) Beige. I think I'll paint it beige.
1: It's a little weird, the
0: connotation. We're talking about staring up at my ceiling and thinking of England, but okay. So, Donna. (laughs) England?
2: Yeah, that's the other line is just
1: lie back and think 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 of of England. England. Never heard it. You Philistine. Ask
0: Richard. He'll tell you. <laughs> Which Richard? You know, Richard.
2: <laughs> Richard, our fan.
0: Our one fan. <laughs> the one,
2: one that lives day. across the pond. Ah. So, um, this is actually... So, I'm going to get on to my story. Uh, this yes, story please, is actually Thank you. This story is actually a couple of months old, but it just came to my attention. Um, it is from indian country today dot com and they are talking about the discovery of a uh, a skeleton in Mexico off of the Yucatan Peninsula, so long story short, young girl that has been named Naya was for some reason fell off cliff, and at the time oh, this is sad yes, and at the time it was the ice ages. So she fell off the cliff and basically landed. So this is
1: like a long time oh, ago. Oh, then it's yes. not so yeah. sad. Now it's funny. Yeah. I think. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Twelve to thirteen thousand years ago.
1: Oh, okay. So it's yeah. not too soon.
2: So she- it's
0: it's like the thing where if you throw a rock and you hit someone right in front of you, it's it's a tragedy. But if you throw a rock and like three miles away, they get hit by it and they fall down, then it's funny. Hmm.
2: Hmm.
1: That's a, okay. that's an that's interesting retelling <laughs> of that particular uh, truism. Um.
2: So, back to... Back to this. Um, So poor girl died. The cavern that she kind of fell into, which has animal remains and everything else, is now underwater. Ah. So, and in Mexico, because this is off the Yucatan Peninsula, in Mexico, if it's a, a situation like that, you're not allowed to basically... Bring up the remains because they have their own version of NAGPRA, which is the Native American Graves and Protection and Repatriation Act. They sort of have their own in Mexico that basically say, um, if it's a really old bones, we're not touching them because somebody in this country is going to get pissed. So we're just going to leave.
0: So it's not just like the Indiana Jones kind of appropriators of relics kind of thing of stealing relics from the country. It's also let's just not disturb the remains.
1: Right. Of course, but in, put 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 Indiana Jones in this place that was the forties. Mm-hmm. So I mean, right. shit, they they took half of Egypt out and put it in the British National Museum, or yes, right, British Museum. But
0: in we're history. trying to be better about that now. So good.
2: Unfortunately, because it is underwater in a very popular area, people had already been looting. So they just said, "Fuck it, we'll we'll bring them up so we can at least protect the remains." Too many, sp-
0: too many spring breakers walking around doing uh, Weekend at Bernie's things with uh, her skeleton?
2: I don't know. Okay. But that was... the th- So, when they did the facial reconstruction of this girl, it didn't match any of the local indigenous groups. So, you run into this problem of, does she belong? Does she not belong? Fortunately, because the remains were pretty well preserved, they were able to pull mitochondrial DNA out... And match her to local groups. So, so she is a ancestor of the, a particular indigenous tribe there in Mexico.
1: Okay, so you're saying that 15,000, 12 to 15,000 years ago, they still had cliques. Yes. Yeah, she was, it was, it she was, was mean girls. In them. Okay. Yeah.
2: She actually had haplogroup yeah. D, which is.
1: What? Hepl-
2: hapl- haplogroup D, which is all of the mitochondrial DNA is divided into groups and they're called haplogroups. Okay. And she is D. She's in Division D, basically. The group of death. Yep.
0: Oh, that's the World Cup. Sorry.
2: And um, that is matching with about 11% of modern Native American or Native Mexican indigenous group DNA.
0: So she was matched with the rest of a lot of Native tribes.
1: 11% doesn't sound like a lot, though.
2: Yeah, but there's only like four groups in that particular area. Four haplogroups.
0: But so she matched on the mitochondria, but showed facial recognition, uh, facial reconstruction wise, that there's a lot more variety in these groups than we thought.
2: Right. And she doesn't look like... Her facial affinity is more Asian. Okay. And so this is, brings us back to another story that I know we've kind of tangentially talked about, is Kennewick Man.
3: Yeah.
2: So... Kennewick Man was found in uh, Kennewick, Washington, 1996. Kids at a regatta were messing around on a shore Those of a damn river. damn kids. And they found the skull. They called in the cops. The cops bring it up and they're all like, they found a spear point in the hip bone and they went, fuck, this is older than we thought. <laughs>
0: this is not a murder victim. Right. Well, a current murder victim.
2: Um, And then because now- next- <laughs> nagpra had just been passed by the clinton administration there was a huge fight because the umatilla which is a local indigenous group said those bones are ours they are our ancestor because we have lived here since the beginning of time
1: (laughs) that is their story (laughs) right
2: well that's their story and they're our Nag-
1: amoebas and our amoebas, amoebas, and the amoebas that follow them.
2: <laughs> right, exactly.
0: The
1: turtle that vomited
0: up the universe vomited us here.
2: Right, and Nagpra is written p- very pro-indigenous and sort of anti-science. Certain parts of it are are very very valuable, and I, I don't want to to take away from that because what they're saying is is that any museum that is housing Native American remains or, uh, funerary objects or objects of importance to these groups that were basically stolen from, you know, 1700 to 1990, yes, return them, especially if you know who they belong to, but you can't sit there and say, oh, look, this guy is maybe on our land. He's been here for 15,000 years. Therefore he is Umatilla. Without doing the science, it puts science in a, you can't, you can't examine the remains because somebody's going to say they belong to us. And it's the, the preponderance of the evidence has to be, they take it from the Native American side. So if they could say, we have a cultural affinity, and that is the words used in the law, cultural affinity. Hmm. How do you define this?
1: Well, um, if it's Umatilla, then obviously that would be an ancestor of Uma Thurman. And therefore, Uma Thurman should probably say what happens with all those remains.
2: Ah, okay. Thank you.
1: So <laughs> they're
0: put in a position where they can't test the bones because they're saying, oh, these are native bones, but they can't prove it's native bones without testing them.
1: Right. Okay.
0: So a lot of it goes, I guess the good side of it is that it's being very careful with possible native bones and the scientific community has a lot has to be a lot better about asking very 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 nicely
2: well let me point something out that a lot of places miss when they talk about especially in regards to Kennewick man about how this cultural affinity and everything else so they get these remains the argument starts the umatilla going no they're ours and science going wait let us look at him, let us try to pull some DNA, let us try to do these things. Because those bones have basically now been locked up in storage and they're not being tested.
0: And they it's, may be locked up in some in just some garage somewhere, not in cold storage to preserve.
2: Right. Well, the storage where they're locked up is Burke Museum at the University of Washington, and there are some contentions that it's not the best set of storage.
0: But that's Kennewick Man and right. all of those kind of fights. But now we have fights over this new skeleton as right, well. Right.
2: There are fights over this new skeleton. But once again, this new skeleton is adding to the debate of Kennewick Man, which is if the race, if they don't look alike. Because that was the argument made in 1996 was when they did the facial reconstruction and when they put in all of the measurements of the skull into 4DISC, which is one of the leading um, forensic programs to determine affinity with certain – they've got thousands of profiles. Mm -hmm. So you put in the measurements, you say male or female, you say about how old they are, and it will say – you have a 95% chance of being from this group. You have a, you know, 90% chance of being from this group. And it came back saying 98% Ainu out of Japan.
0: Can I look, man? Yes. Okay.
2: And that is why those bones were not repatriated to the Umatilla tribe. That's why they're still sitting in cold storage. Gotcha. But now we have a girl who we can prove is related, but doesn't look like... So I I have a feeling that this argument over Kennewick man is going to re because the Umatilla are bound and determined rightfully so if they belong to them to repatriate those bones. But then again, the other side of it is they don't want the bones tested because that would be a disgrace to our ancestors. <laughs> but Nagra was written with very specific and very logical reasoning of returning remains because these were people that were dug up. Mm-hmm. These were people that they knew were Native American and just dug them right up.
0: Right. It's it's kind of like the uh, the old – I don't know if this is a, uh, apocryphal or not, but the idea of Napoleon soldiers digging up mummies and using them for target practice or something mm-hmm. or shooting off the nose of the Sphinx, that sort of thing. Right. So it – it's it's one of those things where it it's good in theory for stuff we already have in a museum and have identified as, yeah, we know it's this, but it kind of – unfortunately, it's a law written with not understanding the, how messy science is. Right. Like saying, oh, well, this specimen we got from the Galapagos is this specific species, so it should be returned to the Galapagos. Well, science is a lot more messy than that. It may not be from this island. It may be from that island because right. they're – They're they're interbred or whatever. Anyway,
2: but also, um, in regards to Kennewick Man, one of the things that is never talked about is so they find the remains, they dig them up. The the argument starts happening. Someone and nobody knows who, but the Hamburglar, somebody at Army Corps of Engineers raised the site.
1: Oh right, okay. So, R-A-Z-E-D, not R-A-I-S-E-D.
0: Yeah, right. remember right. we talked about this right. and when so we talked about Kennewick Man. One
2: of the things that, as archaeologists, we are always taught <clears throat> is if you can provide the provenance of something. So you've got an arrowhead. You have to be able to say where it's located, where it was found, you know, the direction it was pointing in, its weight, all of this... Literally how far down from the soil it was, All it, it it's tons of paperwork. Otherwise, it's an ADR. It's just another damn rock. <laughs> if you can't provide that, so somebody else could ostensibly go to the site and go, okay, this is exactly where it was found, and say they find a body, you know, two feet away, you can say, okay, maybe this guy was was hit while tossing his spear and you know you can make some conclusions that way otherwise it's just another damn rock
0: <laughs> once again showing how bad of an archaeologist indiana jones really was
2: right because he, would he just didn't grab do the something paperwork. and run yeah, yeah he didn't do the paperwork <laughs> <laughs> and that's what a lot of people don't realize is especially in the social sciences and i'm sure that you encountered this in psychology school if you don't have it documented it didn't happen And it's much Mm -hmm. like the hard sciences, that if you're not able to go back to it, a.k.a. replicate it, it doesn't exist. Yeah. For all intents and purposes.
0: Well, psychology is just studying freshman 101 students, so it's pretty easy to replicate that.
2: (laughs) Um, It's not so much based
0: on hard evidence.
2: This story, which shows evolution in action, essentially. Mm -hmm. You've got remains that we know are related to these people. That have undergone physically a great change. It is evolution in action over the past 16,000 years. Think about it.
0: So this um, They've gone
2: from Asian looking to mm -hmm. Mexican. (laughs) I don't know how else to...
1: Not Asian looking.
0: And they can show that because the face of this woman had Asian characteristics, but she shared the mitochondrial characteristics with the natives... That shows that kind of intersection between those groups and essentially kind of one more supportive evidence and kind of the, the land bridge kind of. Right. Or however they got over here. Yeah.
2: It's sort of Ideas. support in the, of the um, Beringia standstill theory that basically said, okay, so they came across the land bridge and they basically got stuck there for a mm-hmm. while. So they, their DNA changed because mitochondrial DNA takes a long time to change. Um because it is only found in the mother, it is only found in the mitochondria of the cell. There's no
0: sex combination of the genes, so it stays pretty much the same. So yeah.
2: So like example, here you have brothers, you all share the same mitochondrial DNA. Whereas your nuclear DNA, which is a combination of your mother and your father, is very different from you to your brother to your brother. Hmm. But your mitochondrial DNA, same thing. Literally if they were to test your mitochondrial DNA in a court case, they would not be able to tell if it was you or your brothers.
1: Well, that's creepy. <laughs> not that we'll ever get to court.
2: It's <laughs> just an example. <laughs> um, so it's it, this case is being used as an example of, like I said, the Beringia Sand cell theory. So they, they came over, their DNA changed just enough to isolate them from their original groups, from their founder groups. And then they trickle down into the US into Canada and the United States and into Mexico and into South America.
0: So not trickle down economics, trickle down genetics. Yes. Okay.
2: <laughs> so that's what this is talking about. But as we've talked about before, the Beringia theory is starting to come under controversy, um, thanks to people like um Delahaye in who's worked in Monteverde, Chile.
0: Not the actress from Touched by an Angel.
1: I have no idea. Stella Reese. Uh, Okay. Never seen Touched by an Angel. (laughs) Okay. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) My my mother hated it when they would call it that.
2: (laughs) So this is sort of a, you know, it's a two sided story. You know, is it, but once again, if we can't test remains that we find, how are we ever. Going to be able to answer one of the biggest questions in anthropology, which is how the fuck did we get people here
0: <laughs> yeah. before
2: fourteen ninety two
0: well that's why the the importance <laughs> of making sure science does ask really, really nicely and is very respectful of remains, even though it's just a body it's still you can't be a dick
2: right it's you can't be a dick, but at the same time. That's a two-way street of, you can't automatically say, this was found on our land, therefore it is ours, when mm-hmm. it's fourteen, fifteen, thirty thousand 30,000 years old. who
0: Who knows, it may be that one European body that somehow conclusively proves that Norwegians were in South America first. Right. You need to actually test the damn thing to find out where it came from and who it is. But,
2: I mean, as an example archaeological digs that happen in texas because there is a a wide native american population here before we even go out we do consults with native american
1: groups wait We're, there's a large Native yes, American actually, in america
2: yes
0: hmm. it's Imagine not talking that. about weight gary it's not talking about oh, weight. No, like,
1: no it's just weird that americans might live in america i thought they may have moved away Anyway, so I, I heard one of the situations
0: about this girl found in the Yucatan was that they were originally thinking of just leaving the body there underwater. But right,
2: because basically Mexico was like, mm, not really sure we want to fuck with this. <laughs>
0: Despite the great science that it would bring. Right.
3: Well, they... And it's
2: only because, basically because of looters, that they oh. brought her up. And even no, then,
1: like
2: even then... Because she had been submerged in water for so long, doing traditional testing, such as radiocarbon dating, which you can do with bones because it's based off of the collagen in the bones, the Mm -hmm. organic material in the bones, they couldn't do that because it had all basically wasted away due to water. And there is also this whole water thing that fucks with radiocarbon dating. So they they tested, they did a, a uranium fluoride test? I believe that's what it was. I will have to go back and look at my notes. so they were oh. putting
1: fluoride in the in the water what fifteen thousand years mm. ago no, oh okay,
2: so they were testing the teeth and doing the isotope testing and all of this just to try and date it in addition, they found seeds that had been buried with her, where the water didn't get in, so they could test wow. the well basically the shell it didn't get past the shell, oh so okay. they could crack the shell and test the organic material inside. And because it was on the same level as her, it reason to suspect that it was at the same time. Hmm. So
0: Which is generally how science works and creationists don't understand.
2: Yes, because they just think the devil put those things there to (laughs) fuck with us.
0: Well, they also well, say that carbon dating doesn't prove anything or. Right. And, and don't understand that, that people, carbon dating isn't used for everything. It's a mixture right. of all the different elements, like you said, fluoride and potassium. and
2: Exactly. And so once again, it's non-scientific people talking about science and honestly talking out their ass <laughs> regards to, you know, if somebody says, oh, well. Yeah, you can't get carbon dating from rock. No fucking shit. (laughs) There is no organic material. That is how it works. Once something dies, it begins to basically expel the radiocarbon. Mm -hmm. And you measure it out and you send it to Lawrence Livermore Labs and they give you a nice little sketch that says, okay, this is probably when it was. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, right. it's it's, it's kind of like having to argue with someone on this 3 days of darkness thing where if they don't understand the basic science of well this is just not reasonable, then there's no way to convince them. If if there's no way to say well okay, well this isn't necessarily a body from your tribe. We haven't tested it yet. Well, you can't test it because it's from our tribe. it's it's like arguing with a wall sometimes.
2: Right. And I mean, I've been in cases where I got called out to a site It was really interesting because they were paleo, paleo Indians. So we're sitting there and we're on this trove of of people, you know, that we could be getting answers for. And the minute that we found out that those remains were over 200 years old, literally, we had to throw up our hands and go, okay, done. We can't do anything. And you know what? Building a road over them. Those remains will never be tested. Those remains will never be examined. Because we literally got, for lack of better words, cock-blocked by a Native (laughs) American group. You know, and, you know, who knows what those remains could have told us about the immigration patterns into Texas.
0: God created us here.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, there's my rant of the week.
0: Well, yeah, it's... Uh, it's it's following these lineages or whatever. It's like arguing with your
1: family. Right. Ooh, nice one. (laughs) Well, it's that time of the year again when all of the holiday parties and going back to visit family and meeting your extended family the once or twice of time of the year that many of us do, if at all. Which means you're going to be meeting up with people who have different opinions and possibly different argumentation styles so we thought we might go over some argumentation techniques and ideas to recognize logical fallacies now the problem with arguing with someone is when you point out a logical fallacy you look like, you look like an ass <laughs> but like if if they call you a jerk and therefore they're not going to believe you you can say hey that's an ad hominem right and some-
2: I've been doing a lot of that argument lately. Like, I literally will – somebody will say something like that, and I'll just post the Wikipedia link to ad hominem, and I'll be like, boom. Hey, exactly.
0: <laughs> but sometimes to actually effectively argue, you can't just say, well, that's an ad hominem no. and leave it there. You have to say, and this is what really is going on and explain, well, yes. A, B, and C. That is why what you have said was logically inconsistent. Right. And Which is called an ad hominem. Here's what I think, yeah, et cetera.
1: And, and so the the key to good argumentation or at least debate or t- try and get out of the mindset that you have to convince them or that you are absolutely right and they are absolutely wrong. Oh, every time I argue, I'm absolutely right. Well, you are, but you, you have to uh, remove yourself from the emotional aspect of that so you can really listen to what they're saying, which is ah. extremely hard to do, especially – uh, about most of the contentious, contentious issues that you're going to be talking mm-hmm. about. Well, I mean,
2: yeah. Because, like, the prime example is this past election. You know, there yeah. was a lot of people out there spouting and everything else. And I got into quite a few arguments where I would sit there and go, dude, let's, let's – we can have an argument and we can discuss the facts. But, like they say – you are entitled to your opinion. You're not entitled to your own facts. Right. <laughs> right. Which got with the, you're a fucking bitch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is just a, a way to spoil the argument by doing personal attacks on you. Right. N- I mean, not even, that. it isn't even a logical fallacy when, it, when someone just says, well, you're a poopy head.
1: Well, that's sort of an ad hominem. Well, kind kind of, actually, but that's, that's not, that's, that's just insulting.
0: Yeah, that's, that's trying to... Just avoid the argument entirely and just not talk about what's going on. So you don't even have to get to the level of logical fallacies to to sometimes realize there's just no arguing here.
1: Yeah. yeah. But um, b- before we get into some of these, and maybe maybe we'll just give you some links to them. We'll see how far we we have to to have to go. Um, I found it very interesting that when I when I started doing uh, some quick searches on the Googles for. Uh, logical fallacies and argumentation techniques, and two of the more comprehensive places that come up at first are both um, Christian apologetic sites.
0: Interesting, because <laughs> well, there's plenty of really good skeptical resources out there. Absolutely, but and it's unfortunate that the the top two, if you're just putting logical fallacies out there,
1: are apologetics, which are Full of inconsist- inconsistencies. Right. They, they fall into many of the same traps that they're trying to dispute. Uh, one of the a good, a fun site to go to just in, as a skeptical site is the bookofbadarguments.com, uh, which is an illustrated guide. And you can actually read the entire book online or you can order it, I guess, from Amazon or whoever your favorite bookseller is. Uh, we are not getting paid by them. We have no sponsorship. I just think it's a cool book. Um, and then there was another one that has a, a lot of logical fallacies called onegoodmove.org slash fallacy slash table of contents, and that has a crap load. Uh, there's also some good books that you can order from uh, uh, Barnes & Noble, some e-books. Uh, there's, there's two called just logical fa- 50 Logical Fallacies and more 50 more Logical mm-hmm. Fallacies. But the, t- the two that kind of pop up first is – from uh, uh, Logical Fallacies or Fallacies and Argumentation by CARM, which is Christian Apologetics and Research Ministry.
0: Uh, okay, that sounds like they're trying to build themselves up just yeah, a tad. Yeah.
1: <laughs> now, I've heard of CARM before, and we may have mentioned them. I think I think we, we've we seen an article or two by What's them the CARM? Did we, did oh, we Google uh, and Questa find CARM. our names up? <laughs> I, I have not Googled. Um, but then there's also uh, Hebrew... He, pff, Hey bro! Hey bro! Hey bro! For Christians, uh, Hebrew for Christians dot com, and the four is number four. That one actually is kind of interesting because they're, they've taken the uh, dishonest quote. Sorry, dishonest quote. Dishonest tricks of argument. End quote uh, from a book by Robert H. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't realize that this was as fully Robert H. Uh, th- Tholis. <laughs> it's T H O U L E S S. So thouless or Thouless. <laughs> so either way, it's almost a non-Christian name because he's Thouless or thouless, which would be. <laughs> Anyway, and they they give uh, the obviously ISB that tickled it. you quite a bit. It, not, it did <laughs> not as much Donna and myself. Not so much. Well, it, it, when you read it, it makes a little bit more sense. Um, so HebrewForChristians.com dot com slash clear underscore thinking slash informal underscore fallacies slash tricks tricks at and that one it, it lists the fallacy or the rather the dishonest trick of argument. And then it also has an approach on how you might refute this argument, which is a lot more helpful than just listing what the argument is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for example, on, on this page, they have emotional language, the use of emo- emotionally toned words. They don't give an example, but fortunately, other places have an example. Like such- Nazi. Right. <laughs> Calling somebody a Nazi. Um, so the approach would is to translate the statement they've used into words that are emotionally neutral. So try and step out of that and rephrase it so that it's more an argument or a statement. And then you can show them that, one, they're a jerk, <laughs> uh, and two... That's uh, not trying- Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, then the next one they have is a faulty distribution, which is making a statement in which, quote, all... End quote, is implied, but quote, some end quote, is true. And then, so the approach, so basically saying uh, all black men like rap, right? But so you would put the word all into the statement and show that it is then false, which of course all black men do not enjoy rap,
0: right? So it, it does seem to have a a, a good smattering of. Actual logical fallacies and actual kind of they how to expose them. But it, it seems like on a website like hebrew4christians.com, <laughs> they're probably going to contradict themselves a few times. Do they have some good examples of that?
1: Uh, yes. Uh, or
0: <laughs> you have some good examples of them doing it it.
1: They have an the entire stinking it. page, um, which clear thinking basic concepts – dot uh, HTML, basic underscore concepts. And this is where you learn that the site is a presupposition, uh, presuppositionalist. That's a hard word to say, which for the new
0: listener means
1: uh, you, you presuppose the existence of God and you presuppose that everyone knows about God. And therefore there's, uh, geez, uh, go on with, uh, Matt Della and Saiten in, <laughs> if you really want to lobotomize yourself, uh, Saiten is a
2: presuppositionalist. Pre-suppo-
1: sub- pre-s- presuppositionalist. I'm not going to challenge you to say that ten <laughs> times know. fast. He's a pre supper, uh, which means he likes to eat before he eats. Uh, he's a hobbit. Okay, get he's on. He's a hobbit. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Eleven So that informs everything that they talk about. So, for example, just in the first paragraph, well, maybe the first two, let's say. Um, Let's do this, quote, thinking about thinking, ellipsis. In the New Testament, the Greek word metanoia and its related verb metanau is the most commonly used word to express the idea of, quote, repentance. The compound word is formed from the, after, with, and uh, to think, and generally means changing your mind in the noun form or thinking differently. In the verb form, since it can re- represent an afterthought expressed emotionally as sorrow or regret, metanoia is similar to the idea of nacham in the Hebrew scriptures. The Greek word strepho and the Hebrew word shove means to return to God in a more practical sense. That is by performing act of contrition, blah, blah, blah. In either case, however, a change of direction is implied, and that change ultimately begins with how we think and what we regard as truth.
2: And their regard for truth is God created the world in six days. Blah 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 blah.
1: Yeah, they don't actually go into the creationism stuff, but well, basically all logic isn't it flows from, from God. God. And so, without sort of like God, all
2: morality flows from God. You know, because us damn dirty atheists are just raping and killing out there.
1: Exactly.
0: And so, this this paragraph about the idea of repentance and. Going back to the original Hebrew, even though there's a lot of Greek right. in it as well. What in here do you feel is the biggest logical fallacy? Uh, well – Because uh, mostly this is just talking about kind of grammar and, well, it's sort and of, word it's almost choice.
1: It's, Yeah, but it's almost begging the question. Uh, in that that particular uh, – I this is kind of the intro into it, which is why I read it, showing mm. that they were going – to say that ultimately begins with how we think and what we regard as truth. So they're saying that how you think and what you think about truth is going to inform how you are how you argue. Mm-hmm. And that may or may not be true, but it'll certainly inform the the tack of your argument.
0: Yeah, a lot of what this website is doing is it starts off a paragraph with we all know this is true therefore this other thing right where it's that that um i i forget the technical name but the unproven assumption that happens a lot so one of the paragraphs down if god holds us responsible to repent and believe the truth of gospel he must have made it possible for us to do so and then goes on and on and on so it's assuming that there is a god and that it's all about repentance and god must have made it possible therefore all those assumptions we're going to lay everything on that foundation, and that's a shaky logical foundation. Uh,
1: sure, and, but they, they go in and, and say that you know he makes it responsible to repent and believe the truth of the gospel. Not just the truth, but the truth of the gospel. Therefore, he must have made it possible for us to do so, and then in quotes, or in parentheses, ought implies can, which is not mm-hmm. true. Uh, it's, I mean, there's kind of an is-ought fallacy there in the first place or not even the fallacy, but the is ought uh, mistaken. Th- because how things ought to be are not how things are. And how things are may not be how they ought to be. But at the same time, they are what they are. Okay. Okay. So that's, uh, I'm not quite certain which fallacy that is. <laughs> Isn't
2: it, it's not could be a post hoc ergo.
1: Eh, yeah, it could be.
2: Hawk, ergo Propter
1: Hawk. Yeah, because of this, therefore this. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so but Thank with, you,
2: West Wing is all I have to say.
1: <laughs> but the, but the thing is, like they they make it clear that everyone or sorry. They say that they have to think clearly. But the the problem is if you go with this underlying assumption, then you've already colored your entire thinking. Right.
0: Well, I mean, there are certain times you have to go with certain assumptions. We assume that the sun will come up tomorrow, or we assume the, what is it, the transitive property, because A equals B and B equals C, that means A equals C. Yeah. Those are some basic kind of geometric assumptions that you can go with.
3: Right. But
0: a lot of uh. these kind of presuppositional lists websites go with those kind of – Ideas of well, we have we assume all this is already proven, all to kind of prove itself. So it's a lot more kind of circular argument kind of thing. Well, sure. I uh, mean, when, when because they... the Bible, therefore the Bible,
1: right? And and because I think their foundation is weak. Because of the circular logic. It's yeah. basically built on sand. Because they say that you know the witness of God's truth is foundational to all of our thinking as well.
2: Right, which is an appeal to belief.
1: Right. And if you regress right. far enough in the chain of reasoning, you will always encounter first principles, intuitions, axioms, and apprehensions of the laws of thought. Which, of course, come from God and not necessarily from just plain logic and the way things work. So, without God, there couldn't A could not equal A. And therefore... A could not equal B, therefore B could not equal A, and therefore A equals B equals C, and therefore A could not equal C. <laughs> gotcha. It's just kind of that simple, simple uh, that's actually more math, but it's logic, mm-hmm. right? If A, sorry, if A is true and B are true, then perhaps C is true.
2: Perhaps being the key word.
1: Yeah. But in their, in their case, no, C is absolutely true but regardless i i just found it interesting that these sites were had had all of these logical fallacies on them
0: yeah it might be a fun exercise to, you know we'll obviously have the link to this website on our uh, blog page announcing the episode and if you all listeners want to do this just read through it and 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 kind of have your list of logical fallacies next to you and and see if you can point out specifically you know, here is this specific one. Here is the "no, no true Scotsman" one, or here is um, arguing the, begging the question, or et cetera, et cetera.
1: Because I'm sure it's full of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's, but let's go through and and let's do some of the things that you might encounter when arguing. Mm-hmm. So we talked about emotional language. That's always a big one, especially when people are drinking. Then then they get and they get angry. Um, the faulty distribution, invalid sampling is a big one. Uh, basically, or that's a selective, uh, reasoning where you choose the cherry picking, where you choose only the bits that you want to talk about and ignore the rest. And I, I whether it's
0: supporting your position uh, or, or knocking down the other person's position. Well, a
1: prime
2: example would be, you know, four out of five dentists recommend dentine, but they Contacted five hundred <laughs> and only got four. So, yeah.
1: or, or that's also an appeal, appeal to authority. Yeah, although or, that's an appropriate appeal to authority because they are dentists. Yeah, and therefore uh, we would is,
2: assume that they know something about exactly. But the also the, the
0: the sampling of the whole hockey stick thing.
1: Ah, yes, with the climate chi- change I deniers ran into that this week.
0: Of of well, if if you look at the highest and lowest temperatures of these different years. Oh, it looks like we're actually going down in temperature, not up. And it's like, well, it depends on what data you're sampling or the actual hockey like stick thing. they usually like between
1: 80 and 2000, which mm-hmm. there was a slight dip. But when you look at the entire range, uh, if which of course most climate denialists don't agree that without direct measurement, you can actually make the assumption of what what the climate was like. Right, but uh, which... if you
0: make three different types of measurements, like ice core samples plus tree rings plus some n- not quite accurate temperature measurements, all of those combined can prove a trend right. in the same way that, like, carbon dating, where you if you t- uh, test carbon and potassium and radion or something, they all kind of point in the same direction. Right. and And combine that with clay pot analysis to say, we know these pots were made 500 years ago yeah we and know. we found the same technique next to this dead body it's probably 500 years old
2: right so yeah thank you
0: all that kind of fun stuff but anyway that's the that's a climate change discussion and we <laughs> only got a few more minutes to discuss uh right. logical fallacies Okay. So.
1: but we'll get back to the climate change one because i'm gonna have to bone up on that because yeah. i have a, a new uh coworker who is
2: a denialist
1: yeah Pretty much everybody in the company is not as well. entirely surprising down here in Texas. No,
2: yeah. imagine that.
1: <laughs>
0: so, Gary, show us some more fallacy.
1: All right, well, uh, poisoning the well. Oh, no, that's not a fallacy. Uh, poisoning the, <laughs> poisoning the well, presenting negative information about a person before uh, the, that person speaks, so to discredit the person's argument. So, maybe
0: you're arguing with the people at work about climate change. And they say, well, you just – you left the you, company car on NPR, so I'm not going to agree with anything
1: you say because you're just a commie, liberal. Yeah, I'm, I'm just a liberal. Liberal, yeah, usually, liberal usually,
2: pinko commie. Get yeah. it right.
1: You, usually usually followed by the ad hominem attack. Yes. <laughs> uh, Red Herring introducing a topic not related to the subject at hand, which means you have to point that out and come back to the subject and say that's not part of the argument. Yeah, or but what about know.
0: chemtrails?
1: Yeah, well, what about what about the chemicals in the planes that hit the uh, the Twin Towers nine eleven? Haha, it was, it was leprechauns. Ah, well, there you go. See, no. uh, special pleading usually a big one in religious uh, religious circles. Yeah. But I really, really
0: want to believe in God. That well, kind of
1: special pleading. No, it's, <laughs> it's applying a standard to another that is different from a standard applied to oneself.
0: And and a lot of so- that is very similar to semantic arguments. Um, sure. Yeah. It's it, it like you were talking about earlier with the whole repentance and oh. that it's like moving away or, fro, or towards God, all that kind of stuff. Well, it's, it's using the, the, the homonyms of words, but not the actual words.
2: Right. That kind well, of it's the argument of you just can't understand because you're an atheist. Yeah. You yeah, ju- yeah. you just can't, you know, mm-hmm. I, I see the beauty in God in every sunset you just don't understand it because you're not looking at it through the right lens.
0: Yes. But we're just, we know God really exists. We're just rebelling.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And it's another favorite one of mine too. So
0: yeah, that would just be flat out contradictions and argument that we don't understand. We can't see the world as it is because we're atheists, but we know God really exists. We're just rebelling against him, which is contradictory to atheism, which would mean we would see the world through the lens of someone who knows there is
1: a God yeah, and so on and so on. Yeah. Um, fallacy of equivocation. This one is actually sometimes a difficult one to, to spot because it's kind of using the same term in two different words and two different ways, uh, which you could almost call the, a hominem ad hominem. Yeah. That's kind of what (laughs) I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so well
2: yeah and that's why when like when I I've gotten to a point now that when I start to argue with somebody and want am you know I'm all like okay no we need to define our terms what are you defining as god what are you defining as you know how do you define global warming right. so that each person knows so that you can get sort of slide around the the equivocation argument cuz
0: Otherwise, they'll start moving the goalposts, right? which and is another fallacy. Which is, yeah. But uh, an even better of the kind of equivocation thing is the word energy. Mm. So a lot of people will say, well, Newton's law of thermodynamics says energy cannot created, be created. And because brains are energy, therefore brains can't be created. So it's God. Or it's, it's Deepak Chopra stuff. Yeah. I've or grown stuff two
2: like brains, it. as a matter of fact. <laughs> But two it, little ones. I grew their brains. <laughs> I, I
0: I understand what you're saying, but more like the you know well that the soul has to go somewhere because that's energy. Right. And well, how, what do you mean by energy? And and you're we're using a term in in mixing its definitions. Right.
2: Soul does not equal energy.
1: No, it equals bottom of the foot. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, I just decided, uh bring these up to remind you that there are resources out there uh, to uh, hone up on some of your argumentation. Of course, some of the best <laughs> best honing up you can do is watch debates. Uh, debates, and some of the best debates are uh, uh, Matt Dillahunty. I mean, that mm-hmm. dude's a logical powerhouse, the bastard. Yeah. And, Matt, and, well,
2: Matt Dillahunty. I would say Aaron Raw to a certain respect. He's Arnrah? gotten he's gotten slept around a little bit, but as he's progressed as a debater, he has yeah. gotten, and Jamila Bay.
1: Jamila Bay, Christopher Hitchens.
2: Yeah. These are all people that you can go and find on YouTube and watch. And actually, the whole let's define our terms ahead of time was something that I learned from Jamila Bay, where mm-hmm. she talked about this is how you argue, this is how to do it correctly. You know, know both arguments. Because I actually just slapped somebody around on Facebook going, because he was all like this. And I'm like, okay, so what you're going to say is this, this, and this next. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, here, I'm just going to contradict all the statements. Here's my facts, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) And he's all like, those are opinions. And I'm like, oh, 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 no, 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 no. Because we were having an evolution debate and he started talking about the origins of life. And I'm like, okay, first off, now we're moving the goalposts. (laughs) Evolution is simply the mechanism of how life has developed. It has zip to do with the origins of the universe and life and everything else
1: Yep. E- effectively I, it, I got blocked yeah i was kind of happy, that. Kinda <laughs> happy the, about that but
0: the important thing is to keep calm
1: yeah and use Think. facts use your brain people and and, and i don't so every so once in do a while what i though,
2: do every once in a while though a good slap down just yeah feels good
1: and um, since it's uh, Thanksgiving coming up, hopefully this gets out to you before, uh, if you're deep frying your turkey, which mm-hmm. is a big thing these days, um, don't do it frozen.
2: Don't do it frozen. <laughs> don't do it near
1: flammable things.
2: material like your garage. Don't your fill deck. the oil
0: to the brim.
2: There is a line.
0: Allow the, the, the space of the, the uh, um, what is the word? Displacement. Um, displacement of the turkey itself. Ah, yes. Yes. And probably
2: if you are going to drink, that is not the time to deep fry your turkey. Or have somebody else do it for you if you are, how shall we say, hitting the sauce.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Safety first.
0: And uh, two more announcements before we finish up this show and Gary tells us what we've learned this week. Uh, The first is uh, as we have been mentioning several times uh the Texas Secular Convention is coming up end of february and beginning
2: february, march february 1st march uh, february 27th 28th and march 1st in austin texas it is put on to you by the secular coalition of america the secular coalition of texas and the texas secular H- sec- te- texas secular association <laughs>
0: I was worried you were having a stroke there.
2: I may have had a little (laughs) tiny one. Just a little little one. All right. I do have a headache, so.
0: And finally, a small programming note. As you may have noticed in the last couple months or whatever, our schedule has been really kind of out of whack because life has just gotten in the way. Uh, We have decided as a group that we are going to go for now, for the foreseeable future, until we decide otherwise. It's our decision, so fuck you. Um, why you want for free. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to go to a bi weekly release schedule. Now that's not bi weekly as in twice a week. That's bi weekly as in every two weeks.
1: So, so bi bi-monthly. monthly. No, not necessarily.
0: Because bi monthly could also you be mean every two months. Every two months or every half half a month.
2: Once a fortnight.
0: Right. Well, it. it <laughs> I, I, Can we I, tell
2: that I have an English degree?
0: <laughs> I went. I went with the every two weeks thing because we could possibly have three Wednesdays in a month. Yeah. Once so. And yeah, once a
2: fortnight. Fourteen Fortnite.
1: is fourteen.
0: I know, but I was, I was dis. You guys had moved on to that. I was still on the bimonthly thing, where we're not going to do it twice a month. We're going to do it every two weeks.
1: Okay. Or we could just do it whenever I get paid, which is the 1st and the 15th. So. <laughs> so if you're looking for money, that's when you can expect it. All right? Okay. Maybe just
0: tell us what we learned, Gary and
1: Carl. Well, we learned that I get paid on the 1st and 15th. <laughs> uh, we learned that. While Donna is usually the one that's very good at names, apparently the last two times I am doing pretty damn good at that.
2: <laughs> hey, big assist! Big Thank assist you.
1: for me. <laughs> Donna,
2: I I, I would have gotten points on the score.
0: She was goal. looking straight at you, and she, you could see the cogs turning in her brain, and you
1: just yelled it right out. <laughs> it was, it, read was mind. it was in my It wasn't my domain there. Um, we learned that we cannot expect three or six days of darkness coming up in December unless of course you are going to be staying inside or you're snowed in and lose power or you're stuck with your family for three days in a row you're so- yeah, uh, darkness could here have an equivocation meaning a darkness of the soul <laughs> uh, I
2: have no soul
1: darkness of the people of whom you are dealing with you ought, okay. ought to see a shoe repair person about that. Yes, I would think so. Yes, yeah. Uh, we learned that Native Americans have been here for a long time,
0: and their remains are special and should be tested, but also shouldn't be tested.
1: Yes, they they can both be looked at and not be looked at, uh, depending on whether they are Schrodinger's bones.
0: Yeah, that was, <laughs> damn it, I was going to go for a Schrodinger's <laughs> joke too. Oh well.
1: Shred- not only
0: did you steal the Amy Gra- Amy Grant identification from
1: Donna, you stole my joke. Yep. Schrodinger's Merkins. Schrodinger's <laughs> Merkins? The Merkins-, <laughs> Merkins may or may not be there. How did we get on a conversation about pubic avert, wigs again? Avert, avert your eyes. Um, and then we learned that logical fallacies are stupid and they should just die because they're stupid. And anybody who uses them are stupid as well. So there. I see. <laughs> and we learned you'll have Skip episodes every two weeks. Every two weeks, every other week. The week of a fortnight after. Sure, whatever. <laughs> he said in godly language. What does it mean?
2: <laughs> you, you, you it forgot means what it your, means to you. No, you forgot your thou's, these, and baguettes.
1: It means we're at an hour and a half when we should stop already. <laughs> After two weeks, we shall begot. Uh, another another skept- episode. Skepticoire Except- <laughs> begot another Skepticoire. Which and- begot another <laughs> Skepticoire.
2: <laughs> Wait, we have 178 baguettes to get
1: through. That's 178 generations, maybe. Of begatting. Skeptic Wire. Begetting? Begetting? Get? Pat? What? America! <laughs> Don't look at me. This is you two. I'm just...
0: You guys are vamping on doing your own thing. No.
3: This mm. is Sparta!
2: No. This is Skeptic Wire! Skeptic
0: You also recently listened to that uh, Ask Me Another episode. Oh, yes. With Neil Gaiman. Yes, I did. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> Yes. Yes, I did. It was funny. Anyway, so thanks for joining us this week. Thank you, Donna and Greg. Thank, Thank you. you,
2: Greg and Gary.
0: Thank you, Gary and
1: Donna. There you go. And you guys have a wonderful uh, week and we'll talk with you two weeks and we'll talk with you um, hopefully not burnt by hot oil or anything like that Ooh, in sexy. Weeks. Okay. Bye! You've been listening to The Skeptic Wire.
0: Hi folks, Greg here. No outtakes this week, but in lieu of that, friend of the show and comedian Keith Lowell Jensen has a new album coming out this week. It's called Atheist Christmas, so we thought some of you might actually like that. What follows is a sampler of some of his shorter jokes, but obviously there's a lot more material and longer material on the album itself, and it says Atheist and Christmas, so we thought you'd like it. Uh, Give a listen and then go out to his website, which we have links to on our Facebook page and blog page, or you can go to a digital place like iTunes and Amazon to get a digital copy. Uh, There's also a DVD copy out there as well. I think it's if you buy the physical version itself. So uh, give a listen and support skeptical and atheistic art because we need more of it. See you all in a couple weeks and talk to you
3: soon. People say to you, thank God it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday. No, no, I'll thank a union member. It's Friday. Actually, I seem to remember God being a big proponent of the six day work week. Actually comes down to it. I need to ask the world a favor, one comedy club at a time. If the whole world can agree to this, if we could all just come together, I think world peace for any extended period of time is probably a bit lofty of a goal. But how about we just set aside one year? How about we have one year, we pick a year. I know we'll have to fight about calendars a little bit, but we'll work it out. And we pick one calendar year no one be an asshole to each other just for that year because eventually we will invent time travel and it will be nice to have someone to go to. <laughs> I just read 1984, just reread it. Great book, it's a fun book to read on this side of 1984. <laughs> Do you guys realize the silly stuff that George Orwell said? He supposed that by this point in our history, we would all be speaking in this hyper-efficient newspeak. I tell you what, when I read that, I just L-M-A-O. You know what I'm saying? I just LOL'd and l and l And the thing that Orwell never could have foreseen is that we would all go out and buy the cameras ourselves. (laughs) And that our biggest fear would be that nobody was watching. (laughs) Love me. I'm called a music snob. Friends of mine say that I'm a music snob, and I try to argue with them that I'm not a music snob. And then I realized the other day when I was in my car that if a song I don't like comes on the radio, I can't change the station without first telling the song to shut up. <laughs> oh, shut up, Bon Jovi. <laughs> <laughs> you shut up. I love the band Joy Division. Joy Division is one of my favorite bands Well, the They mean lots of me. Cool. I, uh, I really like the band New Order a lot. New Order means lots to me. <laughs> Well, I had the disturbing realization recently that I actually like New Order a little bit more than I like Joy Division, and I feel guilty about that. I feel terrible, because it's kind of like saying that I think Ian Curtis might have made the right decision. It's all right. That's a joke for some of you. Not every joke is for every one of you. You know B.F. Skinner and his pigeons... Proved that inconsistent rewards are actually more effective in establishing a behavior pattern. Otherwise, all my jokes would be awesome. I've been doing some songwriting myself lately. I'm working on a country song. I've only got the title so far, but I think it's pretty damn good. It's called Her Safe Word Was Goodbye. Thank you. If anyone knows a few chords and some words that rhyme with goodbye, hit me up after the show. We'll make this thing happen. I've also been writing a lot of suicide notes lately. Assholes. Don't worry, I totally set you up. There's an asshole in every audience. I did, though. I've been writing some suicide notes. It's just, I I think it's an underappreciated art form, and I thought I'd take a stab at it. I have one that I really like. It goes, goodbye. You can have my records, but I'm taking all my pills. (laughs) Kisses.